48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Nine people are arrested for allegedly helping the 12 Hong Kong activists who tried to flee to Taiwan by speedboat. The administration has asked new civil servants to sign a statement confirming their support for the basic law and swearing allegiance to the SAR. And staff at the University of Hong Kong tear down so-called Lenin walls, citing safety concerns. The police say they arrested nine people this morning on suspicion of helping 12 Hong Kong activists flee the SAR for Taiwan. The 12 were intercepted by the mainland's Coast Guard and are now being detained in Shenzhen. Senior Superintendent Ho Chen Tong is from the police's Organized Crime and Triad Bureau. We think that they're friends with the 12 people and they were arrested for assisting offenders. That means they might have done something to prevent prosecution of, of these people or to prevent them from being arrested by the police. Their roles, including funding the whole smuggling operation, providing uh, a boat, and providing transportation, and also providing accommodation before they escort from Hong Kong. The police refused to be drawn on suggestions local authorities had tracked the 12 activists detained in the mainland before they were arrested. I don't think it's appropriate for me to comment on some reports by some media. And uh, I'd like to stress that the 12 people are being arrested within mainland. They were suspected to have contravened the laws within the mainland. And the uh, arrest operation within the mainland has nothing to do with the Hong Kong police. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, says the administration will begin asking newly hired civil servants to sign a statement confirming they embrace the basic law and swear allegiance to the SAR. Violet Wong reports. Patrick Nip says circulars asking civil servants who joined the government from July 1st this year to sign the statement will be distributed to different departments on Monday. He says those on probation will be next to sign the statement and authorities would consult civil servant bodies on arrangements for all other government workers. Senior officers like department heads would be required to take an oath. Mr Nip says breaching the statement or oath is a serious matter, and those who did so could lose their jobs. He also says that even though civil servants are also citizens, there are limits on what they can say or do. He says public servants can say whatever they want about government policies before they are finalised, but should help promote them once decisions are made. Lenin walls at the University of Hong Kong have been torn down by university staff after they took back control of sites on campus previously looked after by the student union. The union's external vice president, Tracy Cheng, accused the university of refusing to renew their arrangements for managing the sites because of political reasons. She pointed out Chief Executive Carrie Lam had earlier said law enforcement agencies may have to step in if schools can't handle Lenin walls with messages that violate the national security law. This is an outrageous speech and probably the university has been facing some pressure from the government. We'll also try to gather students' voices and to express our concern to the school by different means, for example, a petition or any means that students seem fit. However, a university spokesperson says the area, which is near to an MTR exit, has lots of pedestrians, and this creates safety and management concerns. They say they'll speak to the union and try to find another place for student activities that doesn't impede the flow of people. 
Malaysia's maritime authorities have detained 60 Chinese nationals and six Chinese registered fishing vessels they said were trespassing in Malaysian waters. The Malaysian Maritime Enforcement Agency said the fishing vessels and crew were detained in an operation off the coast of the southern state of Johor yesterday. Hundreds of men and women have held protests in the Bangladeshi capital Dhaka and other parts of the country to demand justice after a series of rapes and sexual assaults. Protesters urged the government to hang those found guilty. The BBC's Anbar San Etharajan reports. A video of a 37-year-old woman being sexually assaulted and tortured by a group of youths in southeastern Bangladesh went viral on social media last week, triggering the latest round of protests. It came days after another gang rape of a woman in a hostel in the northern district of Silet, which led to the arrest of several members of the student wing of the ruling party. Many rapes go unreported because women fear being stigmatized. The government says it's considering amending laws to introduce the death penalty for rape. Activists say the criminal justice system needs reforms because even if a victim files a complaint, it takes years to complete the trial. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. Two members of a fact-finding team who had gone to investigate recent shootings in Indonesia's Papua region have also been shot. The victims, a university researcher and a soldier, were evacuated to the capital Jakarta for treatment. A fragile ceasefire has come into effect between Armenia and Azerbaijan, who have been fighting over the disputed territory of Nagorno-Karabakh. The hostilities have mainly stopped, but both sides accuse each other of violating the Russian brokered truce, soon after it was meant to have started. The BBC's Ola Guerin has visited the disputed front line today. When we arrived, it was about half an hour before the ceasefire was due to come into effect, which was at noon local time. We could hear plenty of shelling, quite intense shelling taking place. But as we moved towards noon, it was gradually petering out. And there were one or two small explosions after noon, but it basically became quiet in that area. And even though I know both sides are already accusing the other of having um, c carried on firing, of violating the ceasefire and so on, I think it's too early yet to reach a conclusion on it. I think we have to see if it takes hold in the next few hours, if it holds overnight. Parliament in Kyrgyzstan is due to meet and potentially vote in a new government after a disputed election last Sunday triggered violent protests in the Central Asian state. In the capital Bishkek, where a state of emergency was imposed on Friday, military checkpoints were erected overnight, with armored vehicles on the streets to control who enters the city. More European countries have registered their worst daily figures for coronavirus infections as the situation again deteriorates on the continent. Poland, which escaped the worst impacts earlier this year, has confirmed 5,300 new cases. Russia, too, has again registered its worst total, recording more than 12,000 cases for the second day in a row. In his latest interview with a conservative U.S. media outlet, President Trump has again assured supporters about his health, adding he has stopped taking any coronavirus medication and is awaiting a fresh test result. Later today, he is due to speak to a crowd from the White House balcony. Several hundred supporters are expected to attend the event. With three weeks to go before the election, Mr. Trump is trying to bridge the gap with his rival Joe Biden, who is ahead in the opinion polls. 
One of Senegal's most visited tourist sites, Gori Island of Dhaka, reopens to visitors today. A former hub of the transatlantic slave trade, Gori has been closed for six months because of the pandemic. The BBC's Julian Bedford reports. Gori Island is a tourist attraction like few others, laying bare the horrors of the transatlantic slave trade. Now a limited number will be admitted and their dollars will help kickstart an economy which is almost wholly dependent on tourism. Socially distanced and wearing face masks, they can once more visit the House of Slaves and pass through the door of no return, which led to the ships that would take Africans away from their homeland forever. Hundreds of scientists from more than 40 countries have called for global action to protect whales, dolphins and porpoises as many species could be driven to extinction. More details from the BBC's Helen Briggs. Save the whales was a familiar slogan decades ago, part of a movement that helped bring an end to commercial whaling. They're now facing other threats from human actions. The biggest danger is now accidental capture in fishing lines and nets. This kills an estimated 300,000 whales, dolphins and porpoises a year. Hundreds of scientists have expressed the same concern, that we're moving closer and closer to a number of preventable extinctions. They're calling on all nations to monitor threats to whales in their waters and put protection measures in place. To sports and in Formula One, Valtteri Bottas has produced a blistering final qualifying lap to wedge Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton and claim pole position for tomorrow's Eiffel Grand Prix at the Nürburgring in Germany. Red Bull's Max Verstappen starts from third, with Ferrari's Charles Leclerc fourth. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Nine people are arrested for allegedly helping the 12 Hong Kong activists who tried to flee to Taiwan by speedboat. The administration is to ask new civil servants to sign a statement confirming their support for the Basic Law and swearing allegiance to the SAR. And staff at the University of Hong Kong tear down so-called Lenin walls citing safety concerns. And that's the news from RTHK.
Jesus Christ There's something, something about the chase Six whole years That's why I'm glad you're here with me. Kicking off this hour's cool tracks, Lady Gaga, you and I. I fold the piece of paper and I put it in my pocket because I'm the best. 